Welcome to the Excellent Exo Chat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies. If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world. Hey, Nora, how you doing? Hey, Bill, I'm great. How are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. I was just thinking about how we talked last time about can we build an exoskeleton at home? And then I started thinking, so what? So what if you build one? How are you going to know if the sucker's going to work, right? Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I think that's the biggest question, right? You can build whatever you want from home or even at the office, but if it doesn't work or if it's not safe, um, then you know, kind of dilutes the point of building it, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, <laughs> the, the the safe is is kind of important, but you know, <laughs> when you're building it in your kind of garage, you, you you know, you're 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 a little looser with some of the safety issues versus building it at work and stuff. So you're like, okay, let's just see if this will work, and <laughs> hopefully, we won't damage any walls or hurt myself, right? Right. I mean, but I what what do I, I was... do with it? You know, what what I you know. Because obviously I'm going to have to show it to my to to either my wife or my son say, OK, look what daddy built and look what it can do. So what am I going to show that it can do? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like your son is probably going to be like, oh, yeah, it's great. Dad looks awesome. Like, let's test it right away. Whereas your wife may be like, oh, well, you know, maybe you might want to bend the nails a little bit so that they're not sticking straight out. You know. <laughs> Oh, those are attachment points. You know, it'll be okay, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I remember as a kid, I was so jealous. My my brother was is five years older than me, and I remember that for Christmas he had gotten a skateboard for oh, Christmas, yeah. and I was so jealous because I didn't get one. And I remember going downstairs into my dad's into my dad's, you know, woodworking area and right. grabbing just like a straight board of plywood <laughs> and just attaching, you know, attaching wheels, not realizing that, you know, a skateboard is curved so that you can steer and, yeah. uh, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't matter to me that I couldn't go any, any, like I couldn't go left or right, just straight. But, you know, just like we've talked about before, anything you build, you got to test it. Right. Um, and how do you do that safely? Right. Yeah, and we're we're gonna be having a little bit of this uh, this fall because we're running the Exo Games, and so we're gonna have these university teams who are gonna build exoskeletons, and they're gonna run these tests from the standards we've developed, and it's gonna be really exciting. And so, you know, one of the tests that we're gonna use is a it's a fairly simple test. It's actually used in a lot of different areas, like rehabilitation and others. It's called a tug test, T-U-G, timed okay. up and go test. And it sounds really simple, but it, especially if you're <laughs> if you're going through rehab or you've got some issue or things are not working right, it can it can be pretty diagnostic. And all you have to do is you sit in a chair, and then when the test supervisor, we'll call him the test supervisor, uh, says go or start, you stand up and you walk, I believe it's like nine meters. And, and I, think okay. it, I think it can be different. Uh, I think the one we have in our spec is three meters. So yeah, so three meters, which is about nine feet. 
you know, mm-hmm. get your feet and meters mixed up. You know, we'll do a whole <laughs> podcast on the metric system because that's just fascinating. I've got some great met. I used to work at the National Institute of Standards and Technology. So I have some great metric SI stories, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that for a future. So three meters, which is about nine feet. Then you turn your butt around and you come yep. back and you sit back down. Sounds easy, right? Right. Sounds super easy for someone who doesn't have any medical issues or isn't isn't in a rehabilitation for a stroke or or anything sure. that is affecting um, you know, their feet or their or their mental um, you know, their brains, right? Well, and and see here we go. This this is why it should be easy with exoskeleton. So you strap that thing on however it's going to be, you know, can you do this thing which a normal person without any kind of uh, issues should be able to do, right? Right. And right. so, does the exoskeleton affect your balance? That'll be real easy to see, right? Yeah. Does, does, or, it, does it make you move differently? Does it get uh, in your yeah. way? Can can you fit in a chair where while you're wearing the <laughs> that exoskeleton? That was going to be my right, biggest, right? yeah, my question right away, <laughs> right? Before you even try to get up, can you get out? Right, right. <laughs> you know, do, is there is there a... A situation where your exo is snagging on the armrests of right. the chair because right. it's not just a regular chair that doesn't have armrests. So absolutely, you know, if you have a, you know, Bill, you and I talk about this all the time, the, the costume photos where the right. exos are, you know, you, basically you three love. feet right. That's your favorite, right? You love those costume photos. <laughs> right, right. I mean, those things are going to get caught. You're going to be bringing the chair with you when, right. you're, when you're getting up and walking. But you know what? It's really funny that you bring up this test, Bill, because- when uh, my grandmother was recovering from a stroke, she was staying mm-hmm. uh, with us during that time. And I was in high school and and she was going to a rehabilitation center. It was outpatient. But this was one of the tests right. that she actually had to do after having a stroke. And I remember setting it up in the kitchen with her. And uh, the chair and, you know, it was a dining room chair, right? Because right. it had the armrests. And and this was something that she had to perform. And it, and it was very difficult for her. Right. Um, so I absolutely love that this is one of the first tests that we have for the Exo Games here. Because uh, I remember it so vividly in my brain with my grandmother doing it. Right. And, you know, it's funny. It's like people look at it and say, oh, that's, that's not going to tell you anything. You'd be amazed at what you can learn from this. And then... Okay, if you're wearing an exo, maybe this exo is supposed to help you in some way, right? So Mm -hmm. maybe it's supposed to help you walk or move faster. Okay, show me that it does. Show me that your time changes in this from wearing this thing. You know, there's a lot of things you could do with a simple test right like this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, simple tests but gives you a lot of results that you can sort through and be able to make decisions on. Because, you know, there may be certain patients in rehabilitation that, uh, you know, certain exos, sure. again, one size doesn't fit all, right? One exo doesn't doesn't work for everyone. I know that, you know, my my grandmother at the time was, was frailer. Right. And any type of extra weight, Correct. Uh, you know, at one point, I remember her doing this tug test, and and as she was going through the rehabilitation, they would have her stand up out of the chair, but then they would give her a ball. Right. 
and she would have to walk and carry the ball. Right. Um, similar to if she were to get up out of the chair with a glass of water Correct. and need to go to the sink. And I remember very distinctly that as they were adding more weights, it was too, it was just too much. She yep. couldn't, you know, she could barely do getting up and, and carrying an empty glass, let alone, you know, like a half a gallon of milk from the table or something like that. So I'm very interested to see this test and the results that we get from it just from, again, just from like the personal uh, memories. Right. right. Yeah, and and it's also part of a series of tests that we're going to do as part of the EXO Games, and you know, it's also a it, somewhat of a, a safety uh, mechanism for us because if your EXO can't do this one well, I don't want you to go to the next test, which we'll talk about in the future, where we are going to put some weight on you. Right. And so, if you're already off balance from just standing up and walking nine feet and turn around and walking back. That's mm-hmm. not going to be a good indication, or it is a good indication. You're not going to do well at all on the next test, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's funny. It's I think it's something that I often forget, too, especially when you're building an EXO, is, is you have to make it even on both sides. Sure. <laughs> right? Sure. Um, and sometimes that that's not so easy, dependent on the EXO that you're building. I mean, not a similar example, but not the same, is I just gave my son a haircut the other night and you know he's going to be five and he was adamant that he wanted a lightning bolt on the side of his head (laughs) that's great you know the one side was super easy but then when he wanted the other side it was like well is this is this like in balance you know am i off are we on the same line i mean so really i can't even imagine you know building an exo and making sure there's so many things to take into consideration but like you said a simple um, like a simple error of it not being the same on one side versus the other can really make an impact, especially on running it through tests like this. Right. And, you know, one of the things I've always sort of thought is that, you know, the killer app for Exos is really balance. If you mm-hmm. can, if you can give someone close to, if not perfect balance, I, that, yeah. that is one of the greatest augmentations you can have because you could take someone who, you know, it, whether you have a disability or you're normal and then make them so much better where where where's most people get get hurt, especially at work, slips, trips and falls. You yes. give them perfect balance. You have just eliminated the number one issue at your workplace usually. And that's huge. Oh, yeah. And, you know, think of all the things that someone could do if they were balanced all the time. Right. That that would be amazing because, you know, one of the things about and people who do like strength training and stuff like this, they they all kind of know this. In order to produce power, you have to have balance first. Yes. Yeah, I mean, balance is key. And you really you really don't know how important it is until you lose it. Exactly. Um, and that, you know, from working out in the field, I, you know, I remember there were days where I would be up at 3.50 in the morning, I'd have to drive two and a half hours to the work site, and then I'd be 12 hours on the job. And it's very easy to to lose your balance or yeah. just to mentally feel a little bit unstable or wobbly, especially if your body is not used to right. that type of schedule. Yeah. Um, and so there, there would be times where not necessarily felt dizzy or unbalanced, but a little lightheaded. Um, and just being able, like you said, to implement that exo during working, 
um, hours could really, really assist. And it could also give your brain a little bit of that rest that it needs. Right. Um, because it is. It can be extremely long days, whether you're out in the field or you're in the factory or you're re you're recovering. Yep. And, so, and yeah, you know, some of, the, some of the wearable sensors, that's some of the things that they look for. Instead of trying to help you with balance, they tell you that your balance is not well today. And so, right. you know, they, they provide somewhat of a diagnostic. Now, an EXO takes that concept or could take that concept further. Is it's not just saying your balance is not good today. I'm going to fix that for you. That right. would be right. pretty amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least just give you a little bit of a boost so yeah. that you can perform, uh, you know, you can perform the tasks that you want to get done for the day. I mean, I remember, again, going to, to visit my grandmother and we'd go once a week to help her with grocery shopping and cleaning the house. And there were some weeks that she was great yeah. and she could help us run the vacuum and she'd go grocery shopping. We'd go out to lunch. Then there were other weeks that we would go there and she would be so unbalanced that right. she would just she would be she apologize and say, I'm sorry, I just really can't get out of the chair today. Yeah. Um, and it was just tough enough to get up for her to use the facilities or to grab a glass of water. And, you know, now with these exos being able to be tested and and show that there's a way that can help augment or assist. It really is remarkable. Yeah. And like, a, you know, another test, we don't have this one per se in the EXO games uh, explicitly, but it's sort of, you know, cooked into this is mm -hmm. being able to stand and lift one leg. So basically uh, stand on one leg. You sound yeah. simple. It can be extremely difficult, uh, especially <laughs> if... It is. You know, especially if you're wearing something and there's a slight imbalance from one side to the other, like you were talking about the uh, uh, earlier today. Oh, yes. And I have a personal story for this one, Bill. So when my son was about three years old during the summer, we took him to this great park that had a stream, right. very shallow. You could walk through it, skip stones and... Um, unfortunately, Declan missed the water and ended up beaming me in the back of the head, in the, oh, of the no. head with a rock, oh, no. um, which resulted in a concussion. And when I went to the doctor, yeah, because I was, you know, I was very out of it. I felt like I was going to be sick. Like it, it was very bad. I had quite the noggin on the back of my head. And one of the tests <laughs> that he did was he told me to stand, yeah. lift one leg, Right. But then close my eyes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and let me tell you, I had so much trouble just staying balanced with lifted one leg that he didn't even get to the point of telling me to close my eyes. Wow. So, you know, it really is interesting how these, you know, quote unquote, simple tests really become difficult when, you know, again, there's a medical situation or maybe you're born with something that causes the imbalance. And right. And, you know, throws you off or neuropathy of the feet is one of them or, or something like that. But I just it's so I don't want to say cool, but it's so interesting for me to see these as normal tests to be able to run exos through because I've lived through these situations well, in so many different ways. Well, and you bring up you bring up another interesting thing, especially and you can see this in the tug type test. So yeah. think about. I'm sure you've had this happen. I've almost everybody's had this happen. Uh, if your feet 
go to sleep, as they say. Yes. You know, you lose feeling in your feet because, you know, how you've been you've sit, been sitting with them yes. crossed or whatever. You've done something <laughs> to cut off the circulation, right? And so you can't feel your, your the bottom of your feet. And then you get mm-hmm. up and try to walk. And then you're like a cat with socks on, right? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one yeah. of the concerns with uh, that could an exo could cause a problem with is if you cut off the normal senses to the body. So yes. that that will be, you know, a, a tug test will help diagnose a little bit of that if they're cutting off some of the senses to the feet or, or the yes. legs or some other thing. Yes. Right. So absolutely. So my grandmother, perfect example, she had neuropathy of the feet. So she could not feel her feet, which oh, yeah. she had to stop driving. Right. Because of it, because she couldn't feel her feet. But um, I, I remember, again, I went to so many doctor's appointments with her because her and I were just super close. But I remember we went to the podiatrist. Yeah. And before he even asked her anything, he asked if he could see her shoes. Oh, wow. Because what he did was he looked at the bottom of the shoes and he could see based on the sole of her shoes that she was shuffling. Right. You could see it there, right? Yes, he could see it. So that was something. And he could see that it was worse on the left than it was on the right. Right. Shuffling, which, again, gave him so much information just looking at her sneakers. Yeah. Before he did any type of imaging, any type of testing. Um, Now, obviously, he went through and he asked her the suite of questions and he did do the testing and he did all of that. But. You know, that was just so interesting to me that before he even moved to x-rays and MRIs and CAT scans, he <laughs> asked to see her shoes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. Um, it's and just crazy. Yeah, it's amazing how some of the, the things that, you know, seem simple are just so informative. And that's that's what we're hoping to do in this exo games and you know obviously we try to do the same thing when we're developing tests in, in our standards development so yeah. make it simple make it where it can repeat be repeated by many different people and get the same answer and oh, yeah. make it be very diagnostic or very informative so you know all of those great qualities Yep. And you just, you just said something too there, Bill, of uh, repetition. Yes. So being able to repeat this, these tests, well, in this case, we're talking about the tug test, but being able to repeat tests and come up with either the same or similar answers across multiple different, um, you know, different individuals who are testing this is really key. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I think that's really cool. This has been a great discussion. I think, you know, we, we you know, now that we're going to make our own exos at home, I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I'm going to try to make. I haven't figured it out quite yet, but it's going to be cool. Now I've got at least, you know, a place to start, you know, use this tug test and see how, you know, off balance and if I can actually do this and get out of the chair. So we'll talk some it. more about some more tests uh, in the future podcast. Absolutely. And just so everyone knows, the uh, Exo Games competition is open to you, all university teams of students at the appropriate level. We have more information on the etcoe.org website. 
Um, and due to space, it is first come, first serve. So make sure you get in there because this is going to be a fantastic opportunities for universities and colleges to show off their, their stuff. So we're really looking forward to doing this and we're going to kick it off in August. So make sure you get your applications in. Absolutely. Get your applications in. I believe they are due on February 17th, if Absolutely. I'm not yep. mistaken. And it's like a great way to spend your Valentine's Day, getting that application in. Right. <laughs> and, you know, there will be a monetary prizes and, of course, eternal glory for whoever wins. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, yes, those bragging rights are key. So right. make sure you get those applications in, and we're looking forward to seeing you. All right. Take care, Nora. All right. You too, Bill. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to us today. Please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time.